with help from uh, other people in the village, and he's got a left hook that he hopes will uh, he hopes will catch Andy on the doze. In the 10k swim for blokes, incidentally, world champion Germany's Florian Bel- Wellbrock and Italy's Gregorio Paltinieri have snared gold and bronze after winning medals last week in the pool, where they jagged bronze in the 1500 and uh, bronze in the 800, respectively. They are the only swimmers to achieve this feat, as in a medal in the pool and a medal on the 10K at the same games ever. And with that nugget giving us pause for thought on day 14, let's free from the leash a man who remains the people's representative for global sport on an Australian scale still. That man is rampaging Roy Slavin. What highlights have caught your eye overnight, Jindaro? Yes, thank you very, very, very much, uh, HG San and uh, Konnichiwa Australia San. God almighty, it's been hot. Uh, mm. I, I don't know if it's uh, the heat is getting through or the pictures getting back home uh, via uh, Channel 7, but I can't remember a bloody hotter Olympics, to be honest, HG. I mean, LA was pretty warm. Athens was reasonably oh, was warm. Hot. Wasn't it? It was, but hot. nothing like here. No, it's got a special sort it's of. It's got a special sort of. Heat. It's a weird it. heat. Yeah, it's it's an unhealthy bloody heat. I'm, I'm over it. Well, they're up to thirty four. Yeah, thirty four. Thirty four, but it feels like fifty four. Well, when they were doing the fifty k walk, I think yeah. it was sixty four. Sixty four. That's how mm. it felt. And you've got all the bounce coming off the concrete. There's so much bloody concrete in this city. Anyway, nothing we can do about it now. However, uh, the AOC went to a do last night. I know you. Quite wisely, as it turned out, had other things to do. Uh, this was. Um, I was watching the Russian spiders. Yeah, the ROC. Oh, that, that was great. I know. Incredible. Yeah, I wish I'd seen it. But yeah. anyway, I went to this. Scared me shitless. Yeah. Well, they scare me too. Those spiders, those German spiders. Russian. Uh, ROC. Oh, they were Russian spiders. I, yeah, saw, Russian. I saw some German spiders. Oh, you could have easily done. I did see yeah. German spiders. They were great. Yeah. Anyway. Um, the hors d'oeuvres last night were great. This was just a, a do put on by His Highest Excellency who spoke and said it was the most successful games we'd ever had. And this was just by way of a thank you to uh, whoever was about and who, you know, Could be responded, responded to the invitation, which I foolishly did with hindsight. I um, had a bit of a chat to Keegan Palmer, who was there, HG. This is our skateboarding hero. Got gold in the skateboard. Mm-hmm. He's a dual citizen. He's both yes. American and Australian. I don't yes. know how that works. Uh, I got the shock of my life when I listened to him speak. It was as if I was in L.A. <laughs> you know, and I, I said to him, are you, a, are you an Aussie? He said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm really, I, I spent a bit of time in Australia. Oh, phew, phew, I thought. Thank God at least he spent a little bit of time down under. The, um, the food, H.E., was prepared by Peter Gilmore and flown in. Um, there was a fair bit of lobster. There were crabs, cheeses, the uh, those French lamb cutlets. They were French cutlets. They were just beautiful. Really, uh-huh. I really hoed into those. I hoed into the lobsters as well. The wine came from the Orange District. Yeah, oh, magnificent. It was magnificent. Yeah, that cool, cool climate wines they produce in the Orange area just magnificent. Uh, well, I'm Mount Canobolus. They can yeah, go they do. Above 600 they do. Meters. They do. Although they're having to relocate because it's not getting cold enough on the Canobolus anymore. Look, what I loved about last night was it was all free. It was all free. You just have there. There weren't many of us there. There might have been forty of us there. Uh, I tell you who was there. The uh, the um, uh, uh, Tom 
Tom and Jean van der Vesthuizen. Oh, yes. These are Tom Green, it might have been. Mm-hmm. The names we're going to remember forever, and I told them that last night. They've done so much for the double kayaking. They've really put it on the map in Australia, and I think they've put it on the map of the world, the way they did it. Uh, I said this to them last night, and they, they appreciated that, and they enjoyed the lobster as well. But... I couldn't sleep. It was too rich. The food ah, was yes. too rich. Yes. So dust and bloody turned, dust oh. and bloody turned. Yeah. Uh, so eventually I got up at about two this morning, Tokyo time, and I, I just got looking at the medals and I, I realised that New Zealand now have seven golds. I know. I know. Six silver and six bronze. It's I the know. best they've ever done. Mm. I think, what is going on there? And I, I just, you know, because I was bored, I looked at uh, Peter Snell's record and I worked out, HG, that Peter Snell, he's there, he might be Sir Peter Snell these days, and he should be. Uh, if he ran, if he was running in this games, his time set in 64 would have got him silver. <laughs> <laughs> it would have got him silver. That, that's incredible. And so I thought, well, wonder how Herb would have gone, Herb Elliott, mm-hmm. you know, who uh, I think uh, he ran in 1960, he ran at 3.36. Sadly, had Herb been running this time, we'd still be waiting for him to finish. Uh, the times these days are more than 10 seconds faster than Herb. I, I don't know what this means, incidentally. No, that's all right. But the, 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 the state of mind I was in yeah, last, I know, last night after Peter Gilmore's bloody lobster. That's what I put it down to. Um, so anyway, uh, I eventually got back to a little bit of sleep, but but I, I was I was haunted, actually. Haunted I was last night. Haunted by the, the heartbreak for the Cookaburras, the heartbreak for the Matildas, and this morning there's heartbreak again with our, our women's beach volleyball. They only managed silver. Silver. I know. You know, so, you know, if there's another AOC do that, Coatsy throws his excellent highness or whatever he's calling himself these days. I suppose I'll have to front up to them and say, you've done really well, Silver. You know. It's and try to, be, and try to be convincing. See, what was Because it was there for them to take. Was there, was there for the taking. I know three Gold would have given us another. Anyway, as someone said to me this morning over breakfast, Roy, Australia sometimes, say go. <laughs> Dodging Armageddon recognises the Aussie spirit, forged in Anzac, tempered in Kokoda, and blessed with fairness. A will to succeed and respect for decency. It is terrible when you get a run of outs, you know, like you've, you've outlined, because you think, oh, well, one, yeah, that was okay. In some ways, you know, the lad who did the walk for us, who came in eighth, oh. and reminded us that since it was a PB, a PB, PB and reminded yeah. us that we finished eighth in the 50k yes. walk since about 1964. That's right. We've always had a representative. We've, we've, in, we've locked down eight, haven't we? <laughs> we have. We don't move much uh. into the tens or so on, or not much into the. Yeah. You know. Anyway, what I was going to get to was one one. Silver's sort of okay, but yeah. to get three in a row like we've just done overnight, I mean, it is, it's, it's soul-destroying. It, it, it hurts, it? doesn't it? I know. It, it hurts. I know. You know, I, I, I felt especially, you know, sorry for the uh, the Matildas, you know, because they just missed out completely. And I, 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 I bumped into Sam Kerr. This was just after breakfast. All I could say to her was, you know, Sam, yeah, <laughs> I know where you're coming from. I said, I've, Sam, I've walked the hills and mountains with you. Sam... I'll walk in the valley with you as well. 
Isn't that thoughtful of you, Roy? It's, it's all I can think of saying. Yeah. I hope it meant something to yeah. her. It meant yeah. something to me. <laughs> do, you know what, do you know what worries me is when, when commentators who should know better yeah. somehow think, well, they can't take the silver away from them. Yes. Well, you know, not in the Matilda's case because sure. they got nothing. They got nothing. <laughs> yeah. They can't take the nothing no, away from them. No, they got nothing. You know, they, they, they will get, I assume, they'll get the normal pin or badge that everyone gets, HG. Who, well, uh, sadly, that's gone as well. I, what are you talking about? Well, the um, participation medal, yeah, that's what you're referring to. that's what I'm referring to. As Every I, Olympian gets a participation medal. Yeah, since uh, 1896. Since 1896, Sadly, yeah. in uh, 2021, that's off. Uh, as obviously a cost-cutting measure, uh, what's going to happen now is you'll get an email if you want to open it and you can print it off yourself saying, thanks for coming, thanks for being here. And you will always be remembered as an Olympian. Correct. So you don't get a pin to wear anymore? No, you don't. Because of cost-cutting? Yeah. Well, they didn't think of it. God almighty, this do I went to last night, just the food that was flown over that was made by Peter Gilmore, he doesn't come cheap. No. That would have been more expensive than the... I mean, this is just not adding up to me. Well, you see, pins haven't been a big thing of these Olympics. No, 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 no. Your pin traders are in trouble. Yeah. They're, I, I they're, they're all on moved online. Job, job seeker or yeah, keeper <laughs> or both. What do you do? I'm a pin trader. Yeah. Okay, here's $700 yeah, here's money, a week. Yeah. <laughs> now, obviously, Harry uh, Garside, the tap-dancing plumber, oh, yeah. is going round. He, he, he was um, the Olympic uh, boxing team assistant coach. Yes. Had an insight into uh, Garside. Very excited, very, very confident that the kid can take the... Uh, plucky yeah. Cuban apart, yep. Harry sets himself tasks that will put himself into difficult positions. It's a mindset to get himself out of the comfort zone. Good. When he got to Tokyo, he said he would challenge himself by not talking to anyone for 72 hours. Wow. It was to prove to himself that he could do it, as in the 72 hours. Yeah. When he, we were sparring in camp at the Miyazaki, uh, that was the only time he was allowed to talk to say yes or no when the coach was talking to him. Right. He very determined, very determined young man. Uh, now, Okay, well, hang on. Did he go for 72 hours without saying a word or not? Because it sounds like he said yes or no. As I understand it, 72 hours when he got there with no words, yeah. then the training started or the sparring started. Oh, and that's he, where he limited himself to yes, yes or, or no. no. Okay. Another challenge. Wow, now, isn't that good? Did Grass ever set you anything like that to worry about, Roy, as in, you know, preparing for a big well, game? Well, he said or... shut up a lot. Well, I don't know if that counts. Well, and did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. I did, but I, I couldn't shut up for 72 I, hours. No way. Remember? No Australian can shut up for 72 hours. No, that's true. You now, know, I've got so much to say. <laughs> Indeed, it's all right. Yeah. Now, the other thing was when the when the Woodis boys came, I understand you locked them in the back of the horse float for yeah, three days. 72 to, hours. Yeah, settle them down. And told them to shut up. Yeah. I said, you can come out when after 72 quiet. hours yeah. if you don't say a word. Yeah, and what did they do? They didn't say a word. Dodging Armageddon presents popular Japanese sayings. Not knowing is Buddha. Uh, Roy, uh, people want to get in touch with the show, they can do so at RoyNHG at abc.net.au. RoyNHG at abc.net.au. And the following people have. Uh, yeah. Um, now, this has come from Michael in Northcote. And he sent through for you specifically, HG, he sourced some aerodynamic leg tape for you. Yes, good. As used by Olympic cyclists. Uh, he said it's a new, there's new and old stock uh, and the cost for a left and right leg pack is $999. Uh, 
And if you just want one leg, it's $450. Can I ask? That's uh, your tape. That's excellent. I didn't realise you could get it so cheap. Yes. I don't know how they've done that. How many legs can you do in a pack? Any idea? Well, both, I assume. Yeah, no, what I meant was, oh, you know, oh, you put it on, off. take it off, it's useless, I assume. Oh, I don't know. I've, no, I've never tried reason? the stuff. No. I, I suppose you'd have to shave your legs. To get it to, to get it to stick. Yeah. And you might be able to leave it on for a few weeks. I don't know. Whoa, I might try that. Because then you'd, it'd, be, you'd be more aerodynamic in your normal life, you know, especially well, if you're wearing shorts walking around the place. Well, it's hot here in Tokyo. Yes. I mean, I'd love to get, I'd love to get the sliders on. Yes. Follow your sliders, your Folio C bolt sliders. Yes. And, and your aerodynamic And tape. just see what and sort of... And then just head into town and see what happens. Uh, yeah, well, just see what numbers I can rake up. <laughs> Now, Rob's been in touch. He says, uh, very impressed with the love shown between women competitors on the skate park, as we were. The commentary team also excelled. Poppy Olsen is the queen of concrete, said one of the commentators. I did hear that, and I thought, well, that's great. I wonder if she thought of that herself. Probably did. They also used used the word sick to mean great. Well, that's been around for a long time. Oh, about uh, 50 years. 20, 30 years. There used to be a magazine. Fully sick was was... around during the Sydney Games. (coughs) Correct. And there was the comparison awesome, sick, fully sick. sick. Fully sick. Couldn't be any better. That's right. Uh, Now, Basil could start using a a little more modern language like this. (laughs) The mayor of Perth. Yeah, and stoked. And ups are also handy words for things being pretty good. Heaps of ups. Heaps of ups? Yeah. So I'm... I'm uh, You're I, hoping to I've get... emailed... Uh, Basil. Basil and just gave, gave him that as a suggestion that he could weave well, into his call. You know, a third or bronze yeah. would be awesome. Yes. Silver sick. Gold obviously fully, fully sick. Up. <laughs> fully up. That'll do. Fully up. Yeah, now I'm up. Uh, now this has come from Dane. His guy says, Konnichiwa. Uh, while watching the introductions to the men's 800 final, the commentators described the first competitor as, quote, the surprise packet in the race. Mm-hmm. So imagine my surprise when 40, 45 seconds later they described the fourth competitor down the tunnel as the surprise packet in the race. My question is, can you have two surprise packets in a race? And does the second surprise packet automatically supersede the first? Or is it a last surprise packet standings type situation? I think you can have a couple of surprise packets. Well, especially if there's 400 competitors. Yes. You know, you can't be yeah. across them all. You know, you look if at there are only well six, I'd, I'd yeah, question no. whether you could have two in a bunch of six. Yeah, you could have one. Yeah. You could have a dark horse, surprise packet, and... A hoof on the two will be on me next time. That sort it. of a... Yeah. I think that's how you'd do it. Jim uh, is in touch from San Francisco. Oh. Uh, now, watching the ladies round one, this is the golf, I was surprised to see a shot of Lexi Thompson's caddy sitting under a tree near the 15th hole with bags of ice piled on top of him. The caddy, Jack Fulgham, was eventually taken away in an air-conditioned cart. Is it really that hot in Tokyo? Oh, well, it is, Jim. It's very impressive. As we, the point was made earlier in this very bloody broadcast. Program. Uh, the commentator remarked that the caddy's job is to make sure their golfers is okay. They tend to forget about themselves. That's true, isn't it? It is. A good <clears throat> caddy always so puts the player first. ahead of themselves. And so this uh, chap who's collapsed yes. obviously uh, went a bit too far. He did. 
he, 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 he you're went dragging above, the bag, obviously, uh, advice. He went and, above and belong. Now, Lexi uh, birdied three of the final four holes, so thankfully the incident didn't affect her game. After the round, Lexi remarked that she might have to get a local to fill in for Jack. Yes, well. Because I think Jack's out for the, uh, for the, the count. With heat exhaustion, yeah. yeah. Well, you see, that can happen. Humidity here is a huge yes. problem. It just weighs and, on you. And people forget how difficult it is to carry a bag. Yeah, it's you true. Know, for 18 bloody holes. And you think, oh, great, but that's only one day. You've got four, four days. days. Yeah. You get the feet up for an hour or two, you can't sleep, you eat That's a bit it. of lobster, all yep. of a sudden you look at Peter Snell's record and wondering if you're mad. Um, now, this has come from Emma in Kuma. She says, I thought you might be interested in the call made by the gymnastic commentator Liz Chekovich when the balance beam final was on the night before last. As you may have seen, the Channel 7 footage contained some surround or 3D TV images. I've seen that where the camera goes all the way around. Uh-huh. It's just fantastic. So you can see the gymnasts from all angles. Liz described this as wonderful, which it is, to be able to see everything these days in four dimensions. Now, I'm not sure if Liz can actually see in four dimensions. <laughs> Therefore, becoming the first person on Earth to move the existence of the fourth dimension from theory to reality, or if she's just really thrilled by the TV technology available these days. The fourth dimension is usually theoretically referred to as time and space. Yes, yes. Yeah. So That's a bold claim, though. It is, though, to see it in four dimensions. That mm. did my, I mean, it does my head in just now trying yeah, to conceive of four dimensions. <clears throat> you know, I struggle uh, with three. I hope you're not going to stay away. Because you're looking at a, you're looking at a two dimensional surface to start with. To start with, and suddenly it's three dimensions on a two dimensional surface. Head done in. Suddenly the fourth dimension kicks in. Man, you're going to a place that you never thought you'd never be going thought to. Never thought I'd be going to. Thank no. you. Uh, this has come from David. He says uh, I'd uh, love to get more info on water polo commentator John. Hurricane Harker, yeah, Hurricane. being from Victoria, is it the same John Harker that did the Nappy, Nappy Sand ads in the mid nineties? Yes, it is. It, it is. is. And he, it I is. think, he used to play water polo for Australia. He did. So he comes with he very did. big uh, credentials he in the did. area, it, and he played for some time. I'm not he sure might how many, have done HG, and yeah. I think he had his own talkback radio program on a commercial television. Oh, sorry, a, commercial radio, radio station, station. Where I think he called himself Harks. Harks, and he he. Um, Drove home the truth. It was a drive show. Yes. From behind the corrug- the cardboard corrugated mic. I yes, should remember that was, was it. Call sign. That was Harks. I don't know why. He yeah, went that lo- far. Lost that gig. <laughs> I mean, there, there must be, there might be a call to get Harks back. Uh, now, HG. This is Angus in Sydney. Uh, in between the blurry industry, uh, images and understated commentary, Channel Seven seem intent on shoving character arcs down our throat. Uh, pre-recorded uh, to-camera interviews tend to reveal a common narrative thread ah, with yes. our athletes. Good. One, athlete has a dream from a very early age. Uh-huh. Two, athlete undergoes great personal sacrifice in pursuit of the dream. What, liver transplant? Three, liver transplant. athlete makes the Olympic team and says that it's more than they could ever have dreamed of. <laughs> That, that, great? that is a common And this is story. often described as a journey, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is a journey, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, imagine a post-race interview where a surreal, surreal, savvy Australian says that winning a gold medal was actually pretty underwhelming compared with their wildest dreams. <laughs> Japan loves our iron ore. Japan loves our coal. Japan makes things. Australia wins medals. End of story. This is Dodging Armageddon on ABC Radio.
Uh, yes, uh, Roy, you'll be pleased to know that uh, Hannah Green's up to the bronze position in the golf. She's, uh, oh, wow, she's I'm really not, come from behind. Yeah, I'm not sure that, uh, whether she'll be able to hang on to so bronze. So she's hanging in third position be, behind uh, the quarter. Yeah. Can I just say, Push. apart from caddies collapsing, I mean, mm. the golf, what yeah. you see is what you get, isn't it? it? There's is. no. It is. It hasn't really stamped itself. No, unlike skateboarding. Skateboarding, it's really stamped itself. And maybe you want to enjoy the disappointment of the the Dodge. Well, you can do that by uh, listening to the app to to download the podcast. So uh, the podcast's available not long after we uh, pull up stumps here. And Roy... And uh, you can relive the whole games, can't you? You can go back to the earlier ones, can't you? You can, of course. They're all there. Isn't that incredible? I know. Find it's out what it's like the fourth dimension. <laughs> it's the fourth dimension comes to radio. You're listening in 4D. <laughs> so listen on the app to, to download the podcast. And, Roy, um, the, I should put in a plug, plug also for the uh, Bludge tomorrow. Yep. Uh, on the Sunday, uh, obviously kicking off on uh, some networks of the ABC around about noon and available as a podcast not long after that. Join us again when our Highway to Gold intersects with your mode of operation. Bye now.